Hello everyone, I am so excited. Welcome to this episode of 70 Lessons from 70 Countries. Today I am sharing with you a, st a story and a lesson from Canada and this happened last year August when we went portaging. Now this portaging situation was very interesting. We've never been portaging before, which to be honest, before last year, August, I had never even heard of the word portaging. And portaging is pretty much like hiking through the national park with your canoe. So whenever there is water, whenever there is a lake, you're canoeing. And when the lake or the waterway stops, you get off and then there's a little path, a little trail that you carry your canoe. Most of the time, if you have the proper canoe, you carry it like pretty much like on your head and like the thing rests on your shoulder. And you carry all your backpacks, all your, you know, tents and equipments and all the things to the other side where the water continues. Now these ways where you stop and you have to walk through can be anything from a few meters to a few kilometers. And depending on the condition <laughs> and depending on your condition, they can be very easy or freaking them hard. So let me get started with this story because this is a good one. And I really feel that there's so much to learn in the, from this story. So what has happened is that <laughs> this trip was supposed to be a guy's trip um like a family kind of trip with like brothers and friends and all these things group of like four canoes so eight people were supposed to go and it was supposed to be a guy's trip now my friend and hubs didn't have a partner so he was like do you want to come? And I said, sure do. I love adventures. I love everything that is difficult and hard, everything that stretches you outside your comfort zone. And portaging is not really something that we can do like in Europe, maybe if you go to Norway or like the northern parts, but we don't really have like the facilities and like the landscapes to do it. So I was really excited. I'm like, I'm coming. Let's go portaging. I'm so excited. And all these guys were like, you know, I don't think you can handle this. I don't think women should come. I don't think women are strong enough. I don't think women can do this. Now, what has happened is that obviously last year with Corona, Canadian borders were closed for a long time. Everything was booked out. So all the like cottages um, in the areas were booked out everything was booked out and the only thing that was available was an extra difficult route. So, as most of these guys had never even been portaging themselves before, apart from one person, the person who organized the whole trip, they were all, yeah, you can't handle this. This is too difficult. This is, this is not made for women. Like, this is too tough. You're not strong enough. Funny enough, I still managed to go, thankfully, and I literally squeezed myself into the group, <laughs> pretending that the main reason was that literally my partner needed another partner for the canoe because one person in a canoe is a little tricky because you know the, the canoe has only a one-sided paddle, not like a kayak where you can like paddle like both sides. So it's just so much easier with two people. 
so off we went my partner and I we had a plastic canoe a canoe that we borrowed from a friend and it was double as heavy as the canoes that they rent in the national parks which are Kevlar ultra whatsoever ultra lightweight canoes that you can easily carry that one person can easily flip around have it on their bag and carry it while still carrying a backpack on their bag like this is how portaging is supposed to be you carry your backpack on your back you can carry another backpack in the front and then the canoe it looks like a little like tent almost that is like resting on your shoulders and then you hold it and you just like walk through a trail and then you throw it down and you keep paddling. Now, we've never been portaging before. We had no idea. We had the wrong canoe, which we kind of knew before, but we weren't really aware of how important it is to have the right canoe to do this. So the first night, we got there right on time, actually a little before we were supposed to meet. All the other people were late, which being German and liking other people to be on time, I already got a little upset. But again, I'm the woman. I don't have anything to say in there. <laughs> I wasn't even supposed to be there. So I decided it's probably better and safer for everyone. if I don't really make a big drama out of it and just, you know, it is what it is. Let's just get going. Let's find our first campground. So we got to the first campground and the first night it started raining. Like raining like, like there was no other day. Now, my partner and I, who both had camped a lot before, we knew how to set up a tent properly. We had all the proper gear with us, but the other people who, when we got to the campground were, I don't wanna say too lazy, but they decided to do other things before play around, swim, enjoy the rest of the day instead of setting up their tent. Now came dinner time where you obviously you have to make your own campfire, you have to make your own food. They got so tired that they were too lazy to set up their tent properly. And while it started raining at night, the whole tent got wet. All their clothes, everything, sleeping bags, everything got wet. Why? Because the two layers of the tent weren't properly set up, so they were touching and the water was leaking through. <sighs> Fun experience for them the first day with having wet stuff, having wet clothes, having a wet tent. The next day, thankfully, was a little bit better in the afternoon, so we started paddling. We went off to our next uh, campsite, and we were wondering why one of our team members was struggling so much with carrying their their belongings their backpacks and all their things and shortly after we noticed that they packed as if they were going to a normal camping trip with their car now they brought a bottle of whiskey and some cheese 500 gram of cheese, steaks, all the heavy stuff that is liquidy and heavy to carry, which makes absolutely no sense to bring these things 
when you're portaging and you have to carry everything where pretty much every gram counts. Now again, I wanted to say something, but as I was just a woman, I wasn't I wasn't in a position to say anything to that because I didn't organize this trip. Hello Lala, how are you? I didn't organize this trip. I wasn't supposed to be on this trip. So who was I to say something, how camping should be or shouldn't be? So I showed up and I was like, okay, we just go with it. We kept going and on several different occasions, we almost got lost. Now, why did we get lost? Because the person that organized the trip was the person reading the map who had absolutely no idea how to read a map. Now I said, I'm happy to offer and say, you know, I'm actually really good at reading maps. I never get lost. I'm happy to lead the group and show the way or not actually lead, but at least show you the way and find the way with you. They weren't too excited because, you know, again, I'm just a woman. <laughs> I wasn't even supposed to be there. So who was I to tell them how to read the map or thinking that they weren't good enough to read the cat? Not really good enough, but just their abilities of reading a map wasn't very their biggest skill. <laughs> just like that's nuts, I will so not do it. It's hard, it's so hard. So after literally going into the wrong direction two times, I told them guys, I'm not gonna follow you anymore. My partner and I, we're gonna go where we need to go because I know how to read the map. And it doesn't matter if you're not good at one thing, you're better at something else. We are a group, we're supposed to, you know, everyone's supposed to do what they're best at. So what's the big deal? I didn't understand, so we just went, they did their own thing, took a picture of the map and we just decided, you know what, let's just go. Let these guys figure out what they need to do. They actually got lost twice and one day, because they didn't want to leave early, we started leaving and we decided to meet up later on. <laughs> By the time we arrived, we had to wait four and a half hours for them to catch up. Four and a half hours. Where the whole thing took us three hours. I did not understand what happened. We thought these guys were lost in the middle of the national park, in the middle of no man's land. Now this was deep inside the national park, not at a very accessible point. There was no cell phone reception. We had some walkie talkies, but as the walkie talkies um, run on battery and only have a certain distance that you can use them in, they weren't always on. So it took us a very long time to communicate with these guys and find out that one of the teams, were four canoes, one of them literally got lost, they disappeared, they'd never been seen again <laughs> and the other ones were trying to wait for them but then eventually gave up and just continued walking. So after waiting for them for hours they finally acknowledged that their skill was not in reading maps. Well I could have told them that before but again I wasn't even supposed to be there. I'm just a woman, I better shut up. <laughs> Four and a half hours was carrying everything, geez. 
yeah well there were some times where they were actually like in the canoe but still if you cross a huge lake and then you like get lost <laughs> and then you have to go back and find your new entrance and like you know like it's tiring it's so tiring so by the end of the day they were exhausted <laughs> they were exhausted the funny thing is as i said they had the very light canoe where we had the double as heavy canoe, the plastic canoe that isn't really made for portaging. So whereas they were able to carry the canoe on their back, my partner and I, we had to carry it from one end and another end. And everyone had to hold and, you know, move. <laughs> Stop hijacking the boys, strip baby, don't save them. <laughs> it is so funny because so many times I see this happening a lot guys think they know everything they know how to make the perfect fire they know how to go to camping they know how to do fishing they know how to do all the things and they literally do not sorry i got a cough they literally do not accept help because they think well they're the boys they should know better and i always say that by the way these guys were at least between 5 to 25 years older than me and the thing that I kept on hearing is, you know, Vivi, wisdom comes of age. And I said, mm-hmm, go you. I know wisdom comes of experience. And I've done these things that you're doing right here before, and I know what you're doing is not the best. But I let you figure it out yourself because I know you don't want my help. So I'm not going to give it to you. So go get lost. <laughs> go disappear. Go the wrong way. Carry extra stuff because you want to bring your cheese and your wine and your whiskey and your steaks to a camping trip where you have to carry everything. Go you and enjoy. Now, uh, totally a guy thing and sometimes you just need to let them suffer. I get that in construction all the time. Oh my god, Lala, I can't even imagine how that is in construction. That must be so hard and I feel like you you need to like do something with the like talk about it i want to hear all the things how it is and how you like <laughs> linked yourself through that because this is like such a funny thing that guys always think they know everything better not everything but a lot of things right so the funny thing is it's a skill oh i like it the funny thing is my partner and i we had to carry the canoe left and right with all our belongings inside the canoe and the canoe kept banging on my legs. I had bruises. I had never seen these bruises before. <sighs> Come the second last day, two of the parties were exhausted. They did not want to move another day. They didn't want to go any further. They were like, we're done, we're exhausted. We can't do this anymore. I don't know how you guys are doing it. I don't know what you're doing, but this is crazy. They were depleted. One person actually passed out. <laughs> and they literally said, we're never gonna do this again. This was insane, this was extreme. We're not doing this again. This is crazy. Like who comes up with something crazy like portaging? Like if you think about it, portaging, the idea of it sounds pretty crazy. You carry your freaking canoe through the national park. Like, who does that? <laughs> we did. So it's actually fun. Um, by the end of the day, the last day, 
we had a massive distance to move from the from the last day to the um, to the access point where our car was and most people didn't make it like it took them hours and hours and hours they were exhausted two of them slept in the canoe trying to take turns and trying to rest but still thinking they're the strong ones <laughs> just just being so exhausted by the trip and underestimating what it means to literally be out in nature without any reception without anything like literally like remote 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 national park deep in the woods deep in the water having no idea what they actually got themselves into they all were like oh, we're never gonna do this again this was insane this was crazy that was a once in a lifetime experience i do not need to do this again now by the end of the trip they finally saw, oh, Vivi, how did you do that? You guys, my partner and I, you had a much heavier canoe. And not once where we're like, I'm exhausted, I'm depleted, I want to pass out. I'm like emotional wreck. And I want to try to make everyone else's experience shitty because my experience is shitty. We didn't do that. Because, well, that's a whole other story, right? But... If you know how to enjoy your trip and how to turn the shitty situations around, you know how to avoid this. But the lessons here came. I was like, I think we're going to do this again next year, guys. And everyone looked at me and was like, no, Vivi, you're crazy. We're not. We're never going to do this again. Now, <laughs> a few months later, they called us up and they're like, guys, are we going portaging again this year? We said, sure do let's plan something so we just finished a booking our next portaging trip and the funny thing is that whenever we go to something really difficult this can be traveling this can be hiking this can be even business no matter what difficult situation like difficult situation it can even be a breakup or you know i don't know a divorce or whatsoever it can be anything while we're in it, the pain of it can be so hard and so strong and so depleting and so defeating and so terrible. But as time passes, we forget about the pain. We forget about the hardship. And we remember the good things. We remember the beauty of it. We remember what we learned. We remember all the beautiful moments and memories and how beautiful it was. And then we go back to do it all over again. This has literally happened so many times in my life with like terrible flights. You're like, oh my God, I'm never gonna do a 20 hour layover ever again just to save $200. Like, it's not worth it. Next time, not a terrible flight because there's no other option. You're like, Ugh, why are we doing this to ourselves? we forget about the hardship the good thing is if we know how to extract the lesson how to learn from the situation and from the experience and how to fully integrate in ourselves we are able to create much better much more powerful experiences every single time because instead of going back and doing the same mistakes experiencing the same things because we didn't learn what we were supposed to learn we actually now are a step higher and can learn new things 
and are open to new perspectives and are in a place where we can fully receive something completely different. And this is, I feel, why we keep going back. Because there's always another level, there's always another layer, and because we forget about the hardship. And this is what makes it so worth it. Because there's, there are so many beautiful and incredible, amazing things that we get to experience in life. And if we don't do the hard things, I feel sometimes life can be a little bit boring. <laughs> and the hard things really put us in place. They show us what we're capable of. And they really, they really show us what we're capable of. They show us our boundaries and how we can expand our comfort zone. And then the next time we go even further and we expand it even more and we go even wider and bigger and nicer and all the things. And this is how we keep growing over and over and over again. And this was my lesson from this episode of 70 lessons from 70 countries. It was a really, really amazing um, trip and the story. So I'm very excited to what is about to come next and what's gonna happen on this trip. I also have three more spaces in Adventurize open right now, my travel subscription where you get adventures and travels planned for you. You've got daily Voxer support and anything and everything you need right there. And I also have my one-on-one -on -one work open. If you're interested in that, let me uh, let me know, message me, and I'm happy to set you up with that. That is literally like the best thing if you want to live your life deeper, if you want to experience more, learn from these lessons, feel more alive and really enjoy your life on a deeper and more exciting level. So I hope you have the best day. I love you and I'm going to see you very soon. Bye.